0: Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit CallMosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Wednesday, July 5th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Congress recently expanded work requirements for people who receive food assistance, raising the age to 55. Kansas raised that age limit a few months earlier.
1: Kansas lawmakers have really disintegrated the safety net for a whole lot of people because they are putting more um, hoops that folks would need to jump through to receive SNAP.
0: In just a few minutes, we'll examine what tougher work requirements for food assistance in Kansas can tell us about food access in the U.S. The Republican field for Illinois' 12th congressional district is a little more crowded. St. Louis Public Radio's Will Bauer reports Former GOP gubernatorial nominee Darren Bailey will challenge the five-term incumbent. That incumbent, U.S. Representative Mike Bost, has held the seat since 2015. Both he and Bailey have been endorsed by former President Donald Trump in the past. Bailey, a conservative Republican from Xenia, said during his announcement speech that he's not running out of anger or division. This fight is about unity and restoration. It's about rallying together, shoulder to shoulder, to put an end to the woke nonsense that's tearing us apart. Bailey lost the 2022 governor's race to J.B. Pritzker. Before that, he served one term in the Illinois House and another in the state Senate. Illinois voters will go to the polls next March for the state's primaries. I'm Will Bauer, St. Louis Public Radio. St. Charles County Executive Steve Elman is reflecting on his more than three decades of public service. Elman says he will not run for a sixth term. He says St. Charles County's population ballooned during his political career because of high-performing schools and safe neighborhoods. Though he says perception that the St. Louis region is dangerous threatens the county's long-term future. St. Charles, we've been growing and having great success. But nobody ever uh, started out wanting to move to St. Charles. They started out looking for a place to put their business. They thought, well, let's look at the St. Louis region. And when they did, they said, oh, St. Charles got a lot going for it. Elman is a guest on Politically Speaking. The episode is posted at stlpr.org. School districts in the St. Louis region are looking for creative ways to fill open positions. St. Louis Public Radio's Kate Grumke reports.
1: Some local school districts say their staff shortages don't seem to be as bad this year as they have been. Still, they're implementing unique programs to try to attract workers, like new tuition and family leave benefits. Wentzville Superintendent Danielle Tormala says shortages have forced her team to get creative. It's all hands on deck all the time. So wherever there is a vacancy, we look to be able to fill with whoever has the ability to do that at that moment. Wentzville is offering bonuses for graduates of the school district to come back to work there. It has also increased pay. I'm Kate Grumke, St. Louis Public Radio.
0: Missouri University of Science and Technology wants to know what St. Louis area residents think about radioactive waste. The school has received a $2 million federal grant to study the issue. Professor Shuib Osman says the project will include educating people about how to get their own information about radioactivity
1: and they are only given the choice of trusting or not trusting that information. What if they are enabled themselves to go out, collect some soil sample, do the analysis, and reach their own conclusion? That is our goal.
0: Osman says there are no plans to house any spent nuclear fuel in the St. Louis area. The information his team collects will be turned over to the Department of Energy. The new Illinois state budget that Democratic Governor J.B. Pritzker enacted contains a historic fiscal milestone. Dave McKinney reports. More than two decades ago, Illinois established what it called a Rainy Day Fund, an account the state could tap into during lean economic times. Mostly, it's languished. But the new state budget provides funding to bring the balance in that account to a record $2 billion by late September. Illinois Deputy Governor Andy Menar says it's a clear sign that the state's finances are in rare error.
1: The idea is to get the fund to a balance
0: uh, that is meaningful, that, that will make a difference when more difficult times come for the state. When Pritzker came into office in 2019, the fund's balance stood at just $60,000, a casualty of the budget impasse under Republican Governor Bruce Rauner. Since then, state cannabis revenues, interest earnings, and other sources are growing the fund. This is Dave McKinney. The Farm Bill is up for renewal this year. The Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, also known as SNAP, is almost always a partisan battle. Congress already delved onto the Food Benefits Program earlier this summer as part of the debt ceiling agreement, Republicans pushed hard to expand work requirements for people who receive SNAP following a similar move in Kansas. Harvest Public Media's Eva Tesfai reports on how the tougher requirements in that state shed light on how stricter rules could play out throughout the country.
1: The SNAP program is expensive, estimated to cost more than a trillion dollars over the next decade. So lawmakers have often looked for ways to trim spending. Currently, to be on SNAP, you have to prove that you're working at least 20 hours a week if you're an able-bodied adult without dependents and if you're under the age of 50. Now the federal government has raised that age limit to 55 as part of the debt ceiling negotiations. Don Bacon is a Republican representative from Nebraska and on the House Agriculture Committee. He says that the tightening of work requirements was necessary. Our goal is to help people become independent and making it easy to be Dependent on others is not a, a right policy position. We need workers. Our economy is dependent upon it. Republicans in Kansas wholeheartedly agree. In fact, earlier this year, the state of Kansas passed its own legislation to raise the working age for SNAP recipients even higher, up to age 59. It's about getting people working, said Kansas Senator Beverly Gossage during the session where lawmakers overrode the governor's veto in April. In order to buy food, you need to have a job. That's what this is all about. That move came just a year after Kansas lawmakers increased the number of hours people have to work to receive SNAP. Otherwise, they have to participate in a job training program. According to the latest data from the Kansas Department of Children and Families, there's been nearly a 6% drop in enrollment for SNAP since then, among those the rule applies to. Haley Kotler is with Kansas Appleseed an advocacy organization that works on food access issues. She says the state is already near the bottom nationally for access to SNAP. Kansas lawmakers have really disintegrated the safety net for a whole lot of people because they are putting more um, hoops that folks would need to jump through to receive SNAP. Kotler says all the requirements discourage people from even applying for help, even if they're eligible. At the Franklin Center Food Pantry in Kansas City, Kansas, cars drive up while volunteers toss fresh food into the trunks.
0: At 75 and and, uh, limited income, this is help for me.
1: DJ, a Kansas resident who declined to give her full name, is picking up food for her grandchildren. Though the work requirements would not apply to her, she says that she hasn't even tried applying for SNAP because she's seen how difficult and confusing the process is.
0: They ask too many questions for you needing assistance. If you've got so much, a car or all of this, then it's limited. But with these food banks, everybody pretty much gets the
1: same thing. And research shows work requirements lead to lower enrollment in SNAP, yet have no effect on employment. Jonathan Coppess is the director of the Gardner Agriculture Policy Program at the University of Illinois.
0: Most of the research I have seen shows that, that work requirements do not really help in terms of helping people get jobs. It doesn't really improve anybody's existence. Really, all it comes down to is it's more paperwork.
1: And Coppess points out fewer people on SNAP costs less money. But the debt ceiling negotiation over SNAP may not have reduced the program's costs. The Congressional Budget Office estimated that the federal changes would actually increase SNAP enrollment and spending. Because of the exemptions Democrats negotiated for veterans, people without housing, and people who recently aged out of foster care. With that financial reality, some Republicans want to reopen SNAP work requirement negotiations in the farm bill. Congressman Bacon says he'd rather not. I feel like that should be off the table, by and large. Now, there's other issues with SNAP that could still be trip us up, you know, so we're not totally out of the woods. But I think the hardest issue, I believe, has already been dealt with. SNAP has stalled farm bills in the past. And this year, both Republicans and Democrats say negotiations are already behind schedule. For Harvest Public Media, I'm Eva Tesfai.
0: Harvest Public Media is a collaboration of public media newsrooms in the Midwest. Ashley Listenby is the news director of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt.